Hallelujah. I felt led this morning for us to pray for something, and I know that it's not necessarily a normal prayer request to, to pray for these things, but I, I know that tomorrow is Labor Day, and we are blessed to live in just a wonderful, wonderful country. I know that it has its problems and its issues and those things, but we are truly blessed that in the fact that if we lose our job, there's welfare and there's paychecks that will come as a result of that until we can get our next job and, and those things. We're blessed that it's very easy to find work uh, in our country and, and that, that sort of thing. However, some people use that system in a wrong sense, that they like to live completely off of that system and not uh, necessarily take, uh, take issue or take hold with the things that they need to maybe go out and begin to do to get a job or to work with those things. And I'm not putting those people down, but it's a welfare mentality that can be very detrimental. And not only that in our world, but when it begins to infiltrate itself in the church, that's when it becomes even more dangerous. Let me give you an example that we come to church and all we want to do is receive from God and, and get paid by God, yet we don't want to turn anything over to him. We don't want to give him our hearts or our mind or ourselves. That becomes very dangerous because we need, we, we, we don't want to have a welfare mentality inside of the church. We want to receive from God, but we want to give back to him as well and say, God, my heart is here. I want you to be at the center of my life in Jesus' name. So I, I think, that, I don't believe that that's here in this, this service today, but if we can pray for that in here, but not only here, but in our city, that people's eyes would begin to be opened up, that it's not just about me, myself, and I, but there is a bigger creator out there that wants to reach every single person in our community and wants to have a relationship with them in, in, in our city in Jesus' name. So let's lift our hands. Let's pray for that this morning and believe God to touch those things. Lord, we know through you and your authority, God, that there is an ability to reach every single mindset, God, that you can open eyes to how great and grand you truly are. Lord, that it is through you, Jesus, that people in our city can be reached, God, that we can understand that it's not just about receiving, Lord, but we can give back to you, Lord. I pray this morning that we would open our hearts and our minds, God, that we'd be willing to give our lives over to you, to let us be filled with the gift of your spirit, God. Lord, that as we turn ourselves over to you, God, that you would use us to do great things throughout this city and the communities around us, Lord. It is through your abilities, God, that we can conquer and claim everything that is before us, God. And Lord, it is through you, Jesus, that strongholds can begin to fall inside of our city, Jesus. Let you, God, be the one that is glorified through through every circumstance, God, through every hurt and pain, Jesus, that it is you, God, that will begin to get the glory. And Jesus, we believe that that will sweep this city like never before, that eyes can be opened unto who you are. And Lord, that you want to give to your children, Lord, that you want to pour your spirit upon every person. And Lord, that life isn't small, but it is great because of you. Jesus, we believe that through your name this morning, God, and your abilities. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray amen and amen let's praise him one more time this morning and give him the glory hallelujah we praise your mighty name god glory to you jesus hallelujah 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 thank you jesus thank you jesus amen and amen. You can be seated this morning in Jesus' name. We're so thankful that you are here on Labor Day. I know that it is a weekend with a holiday, and so it would be very easy to say there's probably not going to be as many people in church, so I would rather stay home on Sunday. 
and you all did not do that, but you came to church this morning and you want to be involved in the presence of God, and so we are thankful that you are here uh, in, in Jesus' name. It's, it's wonderful, and so this morning you get to hear from me. Uh, we didn't know if the Carnahans would make it back in time, and they made it back late last night, so we're thankful to have them here. Um, I'm thankful to be able to stand behind this platform and uh, fill Pastor Carnahan's shoes as much as I can this morning. Uh, just wonderful, wonderful leaders. Everything that I am, everything that I have become is a result of their leadership inside of my life. And so I'm thankful to have the pastors and the leadership that we yes. do uh, inside of our lives. And so this morning I'm going to speak to you and you see that I am limping a little bit, but I'm going to try to do my best to get through this. If you could pray with me though, uh, throughout this week, I'm seeing a specialist this week about my ankle. I fractured it and so I'm praying that by the time I get there, it will be healed and he will say no surgery and you're good to take everything off and be good to go in Jesus' name. I believe that he can do that uh, and he has the ability to work through that as well. Don't forget tonight we do not have service here. So if you show up, you can pray around the outside of the building, you can sit in your car in the parking lot, whatever you would like to do, but the doors will not be unlocked for the church. And so just remember that there is no church service in here tonight, but you can certainly have service in your home if you would like. You can, uh, you can worship God in, in many different places. And so uh, it has been wonderful. I also want to say thank you to the Rose and to the Noskers. Uh, yesterday I, I got up and I was like, I'm going to go clean the church. And I quickly realized that I probably wouldn't be able to clean the church with the issue I have going on. And so I had to text a few people and call upon them. And I said, hey, I hate to do this, but I would ask that you clean the church for me uh, today. And they came and they cleaned the church yesterday for all of us to have a wonderful church. Believe it or not, there isn't a cleaning fairy that comes through here and just picks up all the dirt and stuff. This does have to be cleaned on a weekly basis, sometimes multiple times in a week. And so we're thankful for them doing that and Sister Chrissy preparing music this morning. Uh, it has just been wonderful this morning. I don't know, can you feel the presence of God in here? And just his spirit and his, his greatness that is here. I, I'm just believing for him to do some wonderful things. And I, I, I wrote down some notes here, and I'm going to teach from those. But if, if it comes up short, then we're just going to worship towards the end of this and believe in God. And then we have our young people out here as well. In Jesus' name, we're thankful to have them out with us also. And uh, it, it's, uh, it, it's great. I was once a youth pastor in my life, and so they may not think it anymore, but uh, certainly was at some point in my life. So if you could turn with me to Isaiah 40 and 31, this is the scripture I'm going to speak from today and kind of draw some notes and some conclusions here. Uh, it will also be on the screen here if you uh, do not have your Bible with you today, but Isaiah 40 and 31 is an incredible scripture when you begin to uh, see what God is speaking about in the depths of this scripture here. He tells us this, he says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings as eagles, and they shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. This is a scripture that Pastor Carnahan spoke about last week in, in, in various ways about eagles and the way that they can impact uh, our lives and what they represent for us as Christians walking in the kingdom of God. But the scripture here, it tells us, but they that wait, or what that really means, that word wait, it means to tangle yourself. Those that tangle themselves with the Lord or get involved or become involved in, in his ministry, then they will renew their strength and they shall mount up with wings as eagles. They're going to be able to run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Some pretty great ideas when you think about it. 
I don't know about you all, but my goodness, if I went down to the rec center and began to ran, run a few laps, and after about a mile, I begin to breathe pretty heavy because it becomes something that is tough. It's burdensome at that particular point. And before you know it, I begin to become out of breath, and it becomes exhausting to go any further. And, and so sometimes we need extra strength to go another mile or to begin to go further. But what the scripture is telling us here is the way that we can gain strength in our lives, not necessarily physically, but to go forward with what life is going to throw at us, to be able to take on the circumstances that are going to happen in our workplaces and our families and the issues around us, that God has given us an ability to stand strong in the midst of those circumstances and not faint and, and, and not, not, not fall down so hard that we can't get back up, but, but still have the ability to stand in his presence and worship him and come into his kingdom. And so today I want to tell you a little bit about eagles and some facts about eagles and, and, and how they can begin to show us that we are meant to stand strong in the kingdom of God. Is there anybody here today that if God gave you the opportunity to soar like an eagle, you would take him up on that opportunity? Is there anybody here that if you had the opportunity from God to soar over this world and look down and see what was below you and you had wings and the ability to fly and, and not worry about some smaller things in life, you would do that. I think all of us in this room would say, man, I would love to have that ability at some point in my life to, to soar over the things in this world. But the matter of the fact is that here this morning, I believe God is going to show you, he's going to give you the ability to fly spiritually inside of your life. That if you want to soar, if you want to be soaring in your life above the problems and the issues and the things that are there, God is going to give you the strength and the mindset this morning saying that I have given you my spirit so that you can stand strong in this life, so that you can overcome the things that are before you in Jesus' name. A perfect example right there. So let me just give you a little bit of a background about eagles. It was just a few weeks ago that I was driving down one of the highways, and, and as I was driving down the highway in my patrol car, I noticed that there was a semi pulled over to the, road, the side of the road. And as I got closer to the semi, I noticed that there was an eagle laying in the middle of the road. It was really quite a, a crazy feat. I thought for sure that this eagle had passed away and was dead in the middle of the road. But as I got out of my car and began to approach this eagle, I realized that although it was badly injured, it was still willing to put on a fight to win the battle that it was in. It was so weak that it couldn't even lift its head off of the road, yet the eagle, every time that I would move, would begin to move its head side to side to follow me in my direction and where I was going. It was still wanting to get up and move. It even tried to walk to the side of the road a couple times. And so I walked forward to the semi and I began to look at the semi and in the front of the semi was a huge crater right in the front of the grill. It was crazy to see that an eagle, a bird that is big but still quite small, had taken out an entire semi by the semi running into it mid-flight going down the highway. This eagle, although badly injured, had completely stopped an entire semi in the road, caved in the front of this, this, the, the grill, and it had went right into the radiator and all that sort of stuff. The semi was really destroyed, but the eagle was still alive trying to fight. And so as Game and Fish came to the scene and we began to try to care for this eagle, that there, there was a time where she picked this thing up and it was massive and huge. I couldn't believe how big this brown eagle was before me. She, she began to put it on the back of her truck and there was one point where she was examining it and she needed some help. So she asked me to hold the legs of this eagle as it was upside down on the back of the truck. And that was the scariest thing that I have done in a long time. 
because the talons on this eagle's legs, they, they were huge. I mean, they, they were as long as my fingers. They were so long that I was scared if it got out of my hand and grabbed my arm that it would easily pierce right through it. It was insane how big this bird truly was. And so I sat there with a death grip on this eagle's legs to make sure that it didn't move and it didn't harm me. But it was just crazy how big, how powerful, how majestic this bird truly was. And as she began to lay it out and check its wings, it was, the wingspan was so large that if I laid down and I began to put my hands above my head, its wingspan was larger than me laying down and putting my hands above my head. It was massive, this bird that was there. And this bird had had the strength to take out a semi upon the highway. We see that eagles have characteristics inside of their lives that they will carry their eaglets to safety, that they're knowing for their courage and strength in stormy weather, and that eagles care fiercely for their young. They are a top predator in the food chain, and they are willing to fight to be dominant inside of that realm. They have been known to carry goats off of mountain cliffs and to use to hunt various animals around us. You think about that and say, man, this bird is mighty powerful to be able to take a goat off of a mountain cliff and take care of that animal there. We understand that their sight is impeccable. And because these birds are so strong, we see why God has began to use them as a reference inside of Scripture. Then when he says we are meant to soar, he isn't just saying that we're meant to be a lovebird or, or some bluebird or something out there inside of this wild that gets hurt with the, the slightest wind that begins to blow against it, but we're meant to be strong inside of the world that we live in, that we're meant to have a strength that nobody else has around us. We're meant to have an ability to fight through certain circumstances and take hold of things that are inside of our lives. He has related us to soaring as eagles do, and God wants you to soar this morning. He wants you to soar inside of your life, to thrive in life, to not worry about the next storm that is coming against you, but to understand that you can climb higher and higher than the storm itself and begin to win inside of the fights that you were upon. I don't know what maybe some of you have came here again with today, this morning, that maybe you have walked into church with a problem or an issue or something that has been constantly on your mind, but let me tell you that even if it's there tomorrow, God has given you the strength to overcome it, to rise above, to stand on the foundation that he has put inside of your life. He's given us his word so that you can stand strong throughout the storms that begin to blow inside of your life. We understand in Ephesians chapter 2 that we are built upon foundations inside of our lives. That God wants us to be strong upon these foundations. And so let me give you a few characteristics of eagles and how they relate to us as Christians in the kingdom of God. Number one, we see that eagles have powerful vision. It is said that they can spot a rabbit up to two miles away from their current location. Some of us could say, man, I wish I had that vision in my life because we have to put on glasses or contacts and those things and we can barely see the, the little line in front of us. But eagles can sometimes see prey up to two miles away when they are flying. They have powerful vision in what they want to do. Scripture tells us that we are not meant to walk by sight, but we are meant to walk by faith. Ultimately, it is up to us to begin to gain the spiritual vision that God has given to us. Sometimes we come into church and we have never experienced God before. We never have known God. We never understand 
understood that there was a God existent in the universe around us. But my goodness, when we begin to experience his presence and understand that there is so much more to life than just making money and having a career and then going to a grave at the end of our lives, we begin to get a vision that we have never had before. A spiritual vision for souls, a spiritual vision for our lives that says, man, I'm going to make it to church when I can get there because I want to be committed to God and begin to see more of what he has for my life and begin to see more of what he has for the lives around me. I want God's presence and vision to be inside of my family and my children and inside of their lives. Giving you an example of this is the idea and the thought that at one point in many of our lives we were put down by the world and we were given records and we were told that these were permanent upon our lives, that we would never escape from those things and never become brand new. But when we began to come into the presence of God, he began to show us that no, those sins that were once upon your life can be washed away in baptism. If you're baptized in Jesus' name, those sins can begin to disappear. That if you will begin to let my spirit fill you, then you can begin to live a new life like you never have before. God wants to give us a vision for his things, for his word, to show us that we don't have to live under what the world has told us we must live under. But the rest of this world, if they want to live live as small birds, then they can do that. But man, I want to live as an eagle with the vision that God has for my life, the vision that God has for other people around me saying that, man, you don't have to live in the midst of that muck anymore, but you can come out from among that and begin to see a glorious kingdom. You can begin to have joy and peace inside of your life. You can begin to live in newness and you can do that through the kingdom of God. When we go down into that baptismal and we begin to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, then our vision begins to become clear. The scripture relates to it as scales falling off of our eyes or beginning to have a newness that we have never had before. I think if we all were in this room and we all have experienced God, then we all know how powerful that is when we begin to see the vision that God has for us. That when we read our Bibles and the promises that are inside of there, we begin to say, man, you know what? It's pretty cool that God says I can lay hands on somebody and they can be healed in Jesus' name. That I can pray for a situation and God will begin to work through that. But we have never had that vision before if we haven't begun to read the word and begin to become connected with God, allowing him to put that vision inside of our lives. I don't know about you today, but I want to strive for something better inside of my life. I don't just want to be caught up in the same mundane of just working my life away for a paycheck and a bank account and a car and those things there, but I want to strive my life so it's the best that it can possibly be and reach as many people around me as I possibly can. That vision not only relates to you, but it begins to show you hurting people around you that God will begin to say in the midst of of the supermarket, man, go pray for that person. Begin to reach out for that soul around you and begin to show them and tell them about the vision they can have for their lives around. God will begin to put a hunger inside of you because we are meant to be fishers of men, fishers of people around us, showing them the Jesus that can truly change their lives. God wants to give you a vision like never before. Can we lift our hands this morning and ask God for that inside of our lives? Lord, we believe you that you want to reveal new things to us before. God, that you want to give us a 
vision like we've never had, God. Lord, help us to see, God, that you have forgiven us for all of our sins, Lord, as we go down in that water. Help us to see that your spirit is essential inside of our lives, God, and help us to see those souls around us that are lost, Lord. We desire to have your vision that you have given unto every single one of us, God. Lord, I know that in this place we can walk out of here seeing things more true than we have ever done so before. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. We want to soar as eagles soar, to get wings like eagles, again, so we have strength, so we don't grow weary in well-doing, so we do not faint inside of these circumstances. Just off of this first one, I believe you can begin to see what God is relating here. That man, if you have your eyes scaled over, then it's going to become so easy to just lay down and say, I want to give up and this is no more worth it. But when you begin to have vision and see what God wants for your life and what he wants to do through you and the forgiveness he has given to you, then man, it becomes easy to stride forward and say, Jesus, I want to march forward. I want to strive for something bigger. I know it may not make sense, but I'm going to walk forward in it through what you have given to me in Jesus' name. Number two on the list, they said that eagles are fearless. Eagles will never let their prey win in their circumstances. I don't know if you have ever watched movies or TV uh, or YouTube or any videos on side of an eagle and what they do, but man, they are fierce animals. They're very majestic, but when it comes time to fight or time to win, they're willing to throw down so that they can win inside of their circumstance. They're willing to go into battle to win that against the prey that they have there. They know it's essential for their survival to take out the prey that is before them. And they also know it's essential for the survival of their youngsters to begin to take out the prey that's around them. They understand that they have a power and a might inside of them and they will use it to win. You don't usually see an eagle standing there unless it's a young eagle beginning to say, man, I don't know if I should take on this or I, I don't know if I should back away from it. You don't usually see eagles going into a fight saying, man, I'm kind of questioning if I should take this on or not take it on. But instead, eagles just automatically go into those fights and they know that the power and the might they have and they understand that even though the animal before them might be bigger and stronger, that they can take that thing on and win against that animal that is before them to begin to conquer and dominate inside of their environment. It's really quite amazing when you begin to understand this. We also understand that in the church that as apostolics, we must never allow the enemy to win. We must never allow the things that are before us in life to win against taking us out of the realm of God. We must never allow the things in life to tell us that they are better than coming and worshiping and being in the presence of God. But we must always say, God, I am willing to fight to the end to know that you are my God. I'm willing to fight every morning to get into the household of God because I know how essential it is, Lord, to be in your presence, God. That even though I may need just a little bit more 
sleep, God, I can get up and I can go to the household of God. But not only that, but when people begin to tell around me that you are not worth what you are worth, then God, I'm going to fight through that and begin to get to the household of God. In 2 Timothy 1 and 7, it says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. That God has given you those things this morning to begin to win. It's essential to not have that spirit of fear, but to have that power of his Holy Ghost living inside of you. It begins to give you the strength that when those temptations begin to pour inside of your life, that when those struggles begin to come against you, you can begin to say and pray, God, I know you have given me the strength to rise above this in my life. And God, I am going to say no to it. I am going to refuse it. And I'm going to stand upon your word because you said that you have given me the power to overcome. And Lord, I don't have to fear, but I can understand the power that is inside of your strength not only that but God has given us love inside of our lives that love is something that is more powerful than even power itself but love is something that God has poured into our lives saying that man no matter what you have done in your past you can be freely delivered from every sin that is alive there by going down inside of my baptism and being made brand new you begin to see the power of love when you love your enemies in this world around. That that coworker that is coming against you and trying to tear you down and put you in the midst of a pit instead of returning in an argument or an angry voice, you begin to love on them and begin to pray for them and begin to say, God, let not this sin be upon them, but Lord, begin to deliver them and open the eyes inside of their lives. You begin to see the authority that God has given to us as apostolics, that we are not meant to fear this world who wants to persecute Christians and begin to say you should be torn down. But man, if we walk out there in love, then we do not have to fear that anymore. They can't do anything against us to begin to remove us from the kingdom of God unless we allow them to. But when we begin to love God and we begin to love others and love those things around us, and my goodness, we can begin to have that fearless ability that eagles have inside of their lives. That they don't fear when they begin to go into that battle, but we can say, God, you have given me the ability to overcome. And not only that, but he has given you the sound mind to begin to see things the way they truly are inside of your life. If you understand Satan, you understand that we can resist him and he will flee from us. It's really quite simple. But not only that, but Satan wants to confuse you. Really, the only ability that, that Satan has to try to come against us is to try to confuse us or try to trick us or try to lie to us in the midst of our circumstances. You, as an apostolic in the kingdom of God, you can resist Satan and he has to flee from your environment. It's that simple. But what Satan will begin to do is begin to put tricks inside of the billboards in this world around us. He's probably not coming directly against you, but his influence is very well and alive inside of our world. Just begin to search things on the internet and you will see how terrible and horrible some internet sites are around us. You'll begin to see the influence that those have upon people and how easy it is for some to begin to access various environments and, and things around us. Not only that, but on the way to church, you look at billboards and you'll begin to see things, advertising cigarettes and, uh, and all sorts of other things. I know that it's alive and around us and pushing into these areas. And it's telling people that, man, you have to go for these things. It's okay to begin to go against this. 
But what I want to tell you is that God is giving you a clear mind. It's okay if you're struggling with some of these things, but begin to let what God is showing you inside of your life to say, man, that is something I need to begin to, to, to fight against. Those websites, those things that God has told me are wrong. God, you have given me a sound mind, and not only that, but you said you've given me the power and the love to fight against those things. And so as a result, I want to be strong as an eagle is strong. I want to be fearless against those things there and say, God, even though it may be all over the billboards and the computer at home and all these places, I know that you have given me the strength, and I do not have to fear those things, but you can cause me to rise above. I can resist the devil and he will flee from me. God, you have given me the authority over my flesh and I can begin to fast and begin to put that under subjection before you. And as a result, God, I can be fearless of the temptations that are around me knowing that you have given me the strength to rise above and overcome. God wants you to be fearless as an eagle this morning knowing that although this world may seem like it has many problems and you will never be able to escape them, let me tell you this morning that just by being here you can escape those things i'm not saying you'll escape the pain or the problems or what is there but you certainly can come to the house of god and begin to feel his joy and his peace you can begin to feel his overwhelming love and know that man even though there's a storm that's brewing around me i can still soar i can still survive i can still live i can still make it to heaven i can still dance with joy in the presence of everyone else in the church I can give God the glory for that in Jesus' wonderful name. Can we lift our hands again and pray for that, that God would let that fall upon us, Lord. You have given us a vision, Lord, and you have made us fearless, Lord. I believe that for every person in this place this morning, God, that you have not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and love and of a sound mind. Jesus said it is through your authority, God, that we will rise above and stand in the midst of your presence, God, that no matter what storms begin to come, Lord, it is through you and your strength that we have the authority to be made brand new. Jesus, we believe that this morning in your wonderful, wonderful name. Amen and amen. We praise you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know this morning we talked about dancing in the presence of God, being excited about that and praising him. I know sometimes when we come into an apostolic church, it gets a little wild in here. Thank God we removed the chandelier so you can no longer swing from those and all that sort of stuff. But my goodness, it's okay. We, we dance in here a little bit. We clap. We praise God. We sing these things unto him. And part of that is because, man, we're not fearful of what others are thinking around us. I know so many times that it's, it's easy to begin to cross our arms and say, man, what are they going to think? When I was a young person, I came in here with my family and I began to think, what are my parents going to think when I begin to lift my hands or begin to dance or begin to praise God or go down to the altar? And I just had to make a commitment inside of my life. And I said, God, it's not about what they're thinking upon my life, but it's about what, what you desire and you want for me. Yeah. So even though I was scared and nervous about coming to the altar after every service and, and what people might think or what problems they might begin to see inside of my life, I made a commitment to say, God, I'm, going, I'm not going to let that fear hold me back from your presence or fear hold me back from the altar or fear hold me back from lifting my hands in worship or dancing or crying before you, God. I'm not going to let fear be the thing that intimidates me from those things. 
but God, I want the only thing that can stop me from that to be you. It's a prayer that we can begin to have something again that God desires in our lives to be fearless. We see number three, that eagles are tenacious, that they are animals that, that very, are very committed. It, it is said that eagles will choose one mate or one partner and they will stick with that partner throughout the entirety of their lives. It's a commitment that is massive. And when you think about being in an environment like that where they're soaring many, many miles to be committed to one mate is something that just kind of begins to blow your mind. I don't know exactly how it works or how they find each other because they can't just pull the phone out of their pocket and say, hey, where are you at today? I want to come hang out or whatever. It doesn't work that way. But God has created the eagles to be a prime example inside of this. That They, they will choose that one mate and invest in that. But not only that, they will invest in their children and their young, that they're committed to seeing their young begin to survive. We see that this tenacious ability comes out as well, that even in the midst of a storm, when other birds begin to shelter or begin to cower or cannot fly because of the water, that eagles will use the storm drafts to soar higher than they have ever been before. Eagles, many times, are not scared of storms, but they're willing to soar and use the storm to soar higher than they have ever went before. We see in our lives that some problems are meant to be flowing over. But some people like the idea of let's charge right through this because I believe I have enough strength inside of my own life that I can get through this storm on my own. But how much easier would it be if we begin to say, God, you know, I want, to, I want you to teach me how to fly so that when these storms do begin to roll into my life, I can just begin to soar higher and higher until I'm above that storm and it can storm below me as much as it wants to. But I'm going to sit up here and rest in your presence, God, knowing that you have given me the ability to soar over the problem before me. Eagles, they often fly alone inside of many of their circumstances. If you see them flying and thus they're caring for their young, they will many times be flying alone. And so many of us enter environments where we do not have the whole church behind us. I, I would be safe, I, I think, to assume here today that when you go to your workplace or that when you're driving home from church today that you don't have a bus that all of us pile in and we have a worship service on the way to your house and we all go to your house and have a wonderful worship service all day long and then we get to your workplace tomorrow and we have a worship service in the midst of your, your workplace and all these things. That sometimes you're out there inside of this world and you don't have this whole entire church physically there with you in the midst of your environment. But what God is showing us in the midst of these circumstances is that eagles understand they are strong enough. They are fearless. They have vision. And as a result of that, they're understanding that, man, even if I am physically alone, I have the strength to overcome. I have the strength to win. I have the strength to defeat what may be around me. God is giving you that ability that when temptation begins to creep into your life, you don't need me, you don't need somebody else in the church or the pastor. I mean, it's certainly okay to call us and let us help you inside of those things there. But God has poured his spirit inside of you to give you the strength to overcome what is before you. 
to begin to say, God, there may be a battle before me, but I'm going to trust in your word and your scripture and what it says about the power and the love that you have poured inside of my life. And as a result, God, I can begin to pray anywhere, in any environment, in the midst of any circumstance. And even though people may think I am weird, I can get down on my knees and say, God, deliver me from this. What if inside of the grocery store we become tempted with something that's on the shelf that is there and instead of beginning to reach out to that because we're too scared to pray to God, we got down on our knees in the midst of that aisle and say, God, deliver me from this. I know you have given me the strength and the power and the ability to overcome. I know it might make you look foolish, but again, we're talking about not being fearless in the presence of God. We're talking about wanting to soar and if we want to soar, then we must stop thinking about what other people thing and stop worrying about what this world says about us as apostolics and Christians and begin to say, God, I desire to soar no matter what the cost is for my life. Even if it means soaring alone, even if it means looking foolish, Jesus, that it is through you that you will help me rise above these issues and these problems that are inside of my life. Even if you have a health ailment going on inside of your life right now and you're in the midst of a hospital bed, I understand God may not deliver you from that physical ailment, but it doesn't mean that you can't begin to pray and say, God, I'm thankful for your joy in the midst of this hospital room. I'm thankful for your presence upon my life, and you will begin to soar above that storm that is there. We cannot allow our physical vision to deceive us, but we must fly on the faith that God has given to us, the faith vision that God has given for our lives, that we are delivered from the sins that are there in Jesus' name, and it is through his authority that we are meant to rise above. We see this with David and Goliath, that David was one man standing in the midst of an army and a military against one giant. But David was able to say, man, I'm not bringing this sword and all these other things down here, but giant, I come before you in the name of the Lord, that you will be defeated because of the name of the Lord. All of his buddies were telling him, David, you're foolish. You will not win. You cannot overcome that circumstance. But David still marched against that giant and said, giant I am here in the name of the Lord David understood that he could be tenacious as an eagle that he could begin to soar and take on the battle before him because the presence of the Lord that was inside of his life no matter what your struggle is or your temptation or the thing that continues to creep into your life you can overcome it this morning even if it means standing alone as David did. Just begin to call upon the name of the Lord and say in Jesus' name, giant, I come before you and you are meant to be defeated. My God has said that I can be tenacious as an eagle, willing to be fierce in fight, willing to take on these things around me. I'm not saying to just go out there and begin to take on this whole world, but what I'm saying is through the power of God inside of you, that he will take on those obstacles for you if you are willing to pray and willing to seek his face and say, God, it's in your word. It's a promise you have given to me. Let it flow into my life. I hurry on here to finish. But number four, eagles are high flyers and they live on higher ground. Eagles have said they say can fly over 10,000 feet, over 10,000 feet high. I don't even know that they've been able to document how high an eagle can actually fly. 
But if you've ever noticed, eagles don't sit there and flap their wings over and over again, but they soar. They glide on the thermals that begin to rise around mountains and the the wind that begins to take them higher and higher. Eagles don't exhaust all this energy to begin to soar that high. They just let the wind begin to take them that high. We sometimes think that it is such a struggle in prayer to get into the Holy Ghost and begin to speak in other tongues. And, and, and I'm not putting anybody down by saying these things this morning. I truly hope that this is an encouragement to tell you this is easier than maybe you're making it out to be. I used to be that way. I would sit there and pray, and God, you know, fill me with the Holy Ghost and begin to move this mountain, begin to move the mountain, God. And I would spend hours just trying to, to do this or that. But then I began to realize that I was trying to flap my wings too much that all God wanted to begin to do was begin to put a wind inside of my life that would begin to allow me to soar. And all I needed to do was begin to put my wings in an ability or in a place where that wind could cause me to soar in life and these things around. We can relate wings to faith in our life that if we have faith in God, we can begin to spread our wings in the thermals that begin to come in or this wind that begins to take that faith as God's Holy Spirit. That when he begins to fill us with his spirit, we spread our wings upon faith and we begin to soar on the promises that he has given to us. It's really quite simple that when we want to pray for somebody to be healed, we just begin to step out on that faith and say, God, I believe you can heal this person. I believe you can heal their body and you can touch them in the midst of their circumstance. And if we are willing to do that, then the Holy Spirit of God inside of us will begin to allow us to soar to higher heights. Our faith should be as an eagle stepping off of a cliff. Brother Jim Sleva taught me this one time. He said that our faith should be as an eagle stepping off a cliff, that they walk to the edge, and it's not something where they sit there and cower and begin to think about their decision and their life pieces, but they just begin to leap off, and they spread their wings. And as they begin to soar through the wind that is there, they fly just majestically through canyons and through abilities. We must stop living on the level that the world desires us to live. And be willing to say that we are called to a higher ground. It's okay to begin to say, I don't want to listen to certain music anymore. I don't want to go to certain places anymore. I don't want to be involved in certain stuff in my life anymore. Because it takes me to the lower ground. But God said I'm meant to soar as an eagle. And if I'm meant to stay as an eagle, then I must go to higher ground and begin to soar as an eagle. I'm not saying that it's risk-free, and it will certainly bring risk inside of your life, but it will certainly benefit you if you are willing to do so. Remember that eagles are high flyers. They're willing to live on higher ground, and God has called you to soar today. Last but not least, number five, we see that eagles are willing to nurture their young, that they're willing to defend their young against anything that may come. I know that this is a little bit different, but I had a hawk one time when I was living downtown, and every time that I got out of my car in the morning, that hawk would come swooping down, and he would try to get me with his claws as best he could. In fact, there was a person in the alley behind our house that, that, he, that he was walking down the alley, and the hawk actually did get a hold of him with its claws, and that guy had to go to the hospital to get stitches because this thing had swooped down to defend its nest, which was uh, you know, so far up inside of the tree there. 
And Game and Fish was like, you can't touch the bird, you just got to let it keep doing its thing. And we're thinking, man, it's hurting people in the midst of these environments. But we saw how uh, you know, tenacious it was against defending its young in that nest there and the ability that it had. But eagles are bigger than hawks. They can be more fierce. You, you see that they sit there and it's just like it's taking in the environment around that it, you, know, you can see that it's almost thinking, man, I, I know what's going on in my environment and I'm not scared of it. I'm not fearful of what is around, but I'm, I'm willing to take these things on. So eagles will take care of their young. They'll begin to bring meat to their young. They'll begin to catch things. They'll build a wonderful nest for their young to begin to live in. And it's much like the church here that as people begin to come in who have never experienced the kingdom of God, we absolutely should be willing to to provide Bibles and to provide Bible studies and to say, man, here's some word from God. Here's some things inside of your life that can be a nest around you and help you build up the strength inside of your life. We can begin to do that as a church It's meant to be a nest inside of this room here where we are built up and we grow stronger and stronger as time begins to go on. But we see with eagles that when it comes time for these young ones to fly, that it begins to become a little more dangerous to be in the midst of the nest. That there have been stories of eagle parents carrying their young very high and dropping them to allow them to spread their wings and begin to learn that they can fly on their own. Obviously, they will catch them before they hit the ground, but they will begin to teach them that they have the ability to soar based upon what they have been given. And if these eaglets begin to take that on too much and and not soar themselves, then the, the parents of that eaglet will begin to go into the nest and tear that nest apart until that eaglet has to stand on the last branch and understand that it's now his time to fly. The parents will begin to nudge that eaglet and begin to move the nest to where that eaglet has nothing to survive upon other than what it has learned from its parents and the ability inside of that nest. And eventually that eaglet will have to jump out and begin to fly and soar upon its own. I know inside of this room that we begin to be built up upon the nest that we are given scripture after scripture after scripture. And I am so thankful that God has put that inside of my life. It took me probably a few years that I had to begin to retain the word of God and be built up as an eagle it once was, that I had to get involved in Bible studies and show up for church services. And I tried to get involved in every single class that I possibly could because I wanted a nest, a foundation. I wanted to learn how to soar inside of my life like I never had before. But it became a little rough when pretty soon I was beginning to be pushed by by our pastor who is lovely. And I was beginning to be pushed by God to begin to step out and begin to use what I have given on my own. That no longer was there this wonderful shelter around me. But God was saying, man, I haven't just given that strength to your pastor. But I have given that to you as well. So that when you are out there inside of this world and maybe a little bit alone, you now have the faith to pray for somebody. You now have the faith to teach a Bible study and soar you now have the faith to begin to let God work inside of your life and move inside of some of these environments you see the risk is that if we're trying to jump out of the nest too soon we can be it can become dangerous I saw a video of this little eaglet who was in its nest and these flies began to come and just overwhelm it and pretty soon it was walking out on this little branch and it got so far out on the branch it fell from the tree before it was ready to fly and unfortunately it passed away because it was trying to stand on a small limb. 
But we come here in the midst of this church environment because we want to stand upon all of this scripture that is here. We want to stand upon what our pastor is teaching and the the things that this church is giving to us, but it's dangerous when we begin to walk out on a branch of taking just one scripture and saying, I can do this on my own. I can do this without the church. I can do this without the friends and family inside of the church. I can do this without my pastor. That's when that limb begins to become dangerous, and we've seen it time and time again. Taking scripture like baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost and saying that there's a trinity as a result of that scripture, yet completely dispensing all of the scriptures that come after that that say that people were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and that there is one Lord that we believe in and there is one God. It's dangerous if we just take one scripture and try to build our nest out of that scripture, but we must build a firm foundation out of all the scriptures that are here inside of this context. I'm not just taking one thing and saying, God, I can stand upon this or I can live upon my own, but I want my pastor to speak into my life. I want the scripture to flow inside of my life. I want through prayer to know that you can reach me, Jesus. I want to understand that there is a foundation in all of these things here. You see, God, God wants to begin to nurture you to become an eagle that will soar above all heights. And so if you are here today and you're thinking, man, you've said some wonderful things, but I don't have the power and the ability to soar as an eagle might. I don't have the strength to go out there and do these things that you've spoken of. Then let me tell you, just come to the nest. Come to the environment. Come to the Bible study. Come get involved in all of these pieces here. And as you do so, you will begin to gain the wings that you need to fly and the feathers that you need for your life so that you can stand strong for your family and environment around and you can teach your children to do the same things and if you are willing to let this nest become then you can be reminded of the scripture we read at the beginning that they that wait upon the Lord in here in the nest they that are willing to be entangled with the Lord to get involved with him in the midst of the nest though they that wait upon the Lord to build them up they are going to be able to renew their strength they shall mount up with wings as eagles they shall run they shall not be weary they shall walk and they shall not faint God wants you to soar this morning can we stand this morning if we believe that I know that God has began to speak so many things to us and I know that through his authority he can reach us and and sister Chrissy if you're coming you're welcome to come but I'm believing this morning that you, God wants you to walk out of this church service stronger than you have ever been before. That truly, if you do not have the wings to soar to those heights, like I have spoken about here, that God wants to begin to give you a feather this morning or something in your life that can begin to say, God, thank you for giving me that last Sunday. I'm coming this Wednesday again and I want another feather to be plugged into my life. God, I want a little bit more strength, a little bit more meat, a little bit more about you so that I can soar as an eagle in this life. Jesus, I desire to have you in my midst. And if you want that, if you desire that today, I would ask that you come down to this altar this morning, that that you come down to this place where the presence of God can begin to give you maybe what you don't have inside of your heart or inside of your life, that we can soar together in Jesus' name. Even if you have been soaring, it's not bad to come down here and say, God, I need more of you. I need more of your strength. I need your Holy Ghost inside of my life. Let's just begin to cry out unto him as we worship this morning in Jesus' name. God, we